This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Schneimer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. Unfortunately, it has only been a matter of days since we last talked about pedestrian deaths on our streets and especially the toll on Zoomers. This past Sunday, Miguel Candia, a 72-year-old pedestrian, was hit and killed on Kingston Road in Scarborough. He's the second senior to be killed on the roads in Scarborough within a week, the fourth pedestrian above the age of 60 to be killed in the past month. His anguished family is calling out what they say is driver's indifference to senior security, which they say is like a sickness. Now, the mayor disagreed that that is where the problem lies. I think people care uh, about seniors. I, I don't uh, subscribe to the view that human beings living in the city, to the vast, vast majority, uh, don't care about other people or put their safety at risk. I think what has been lost, though, is this kind of constant consideration for others. Why does this keep happening. I'd like to hear from you the numbers to call 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-744-740, especially if you are either faced with intersections that are hard to cross in the time allotted or you see some like that. Uh, we'd like to hear your take on this. And right now, we are going to Kristen Wong-Tam, who is the counselor for Ward 13 Toronto Centre, and Briar Brian Patterson, President and CEO of the Ontario Safety League. Uh, welcome and thanks for joining us, both of you. Thank you, Libby. Thank you, Libby. Okay, Councillor Wong Tam, uh, you know, th- this is obviously a, a horrible situation for any family to be faced with, but do you agree that people just are not concerned about seniors or people who have mobility channel challenges trying to cross the street? Um, I would say that there is a, a large population that's driving who is driving distracted. Uh, I believe that the speeds are, are too high, and uh, and oftentimes that's uh, the lack of enforcement. Uh, we need to have drivers re-educated to look out for vulnerable road users. Um, the fact that 40% of the, the, the collisions of the City of Toronto all take place on wide arterial roads in Scarborough uh, means that Scarborough needs to, uh, or like all of us need to think about how to improve pedestrian uh, safety for those who are traveling on those wide uh, ped- um, Scarborough streets. Uh, all of this is of concern, and I wouldn't say that we need one um, tool to fix it. There's a multitude of, of responses that all have to come together, and we have to do it consistently and with a sense of urgency to, to keep people alive and safe. Brian Patterson, what's your take on this? Uh, I, uh, I have to agree. I think it, it's the, the feeling that there's one tool, or we could have a big think tank and come up with uh, a universally suitable response just it hasn't worked anywhere in the world, but I, but I do know that training, retraining, and uh, ultimately uh, uh, enforcement and ongoing education uh, has often been a been a key. We just have too many people driving only seventy percent engaged in their uh, driving task instead of a hundred, and it just takes a couple of seconds 
or an unexpected uh, uh, issue to occur, and we're we're there. I don't think anybody gets up in the morning and says, uh, "I'm going to drive like a maniac today, and hopefully I'll hit somebody." But I think they, uh, when it happens, they realize that it very easily could have been avoided, and for a lot of families, it could have been uh, it could have been any one of them. When you're listening to it on the radio, Kristen. So, uh, Sorry. Uh, Kristen Wong-Tam, we are now into Vision Zero 2.0. The mayor said as as early as the end of last year, listen, it's not working, have to step it up. One of the measures, among many measures, is lengthening the time of certain lights. You know, why, why hasn't that been happening? This was on Kingston Road, by the way, this last incident. Yeah, no, absolutely, and, and uh, there are a number of things that we need to do to uh, to uh, to improve the the, uh, uh, the safety for pedestrians, especially for those who are older adults. And in the city's um, uh, focus area on how to protect vulnerable road users, uh, those older adults are seniors; those who are sixty-five and older. Um, we timing the signalized lights is actually a fairly lengthy process. Um, I would say that's not. The, the the quickest thing we can do, uh, the quickest thing that we can do that does not require anything with respect to retiming the lights or even redesigning the road is just effectively dropping the speed uh, limit on all major uh, roads across the city. Um, and uh, and I know that, for example, the down t- um, in the Toronto East Shore catchment area, we've already done that for the local um, uh, roads. So these are your residential neighborhood roads. They went from 50 and 40 uh, kilometers per hour, right down to 30. Unfortunately, um, across the the city, there's also a ward-by-ward approach outside of the Toronto East Shore catchment area. And that means that councillors may have an opportunity to provide some input. Sometimes local communities would come out and say, you know, we need to have those high speeds maintained. Um, So it becomes a much longer negotiating process. Um, but in the in the Toronto East Shore catchment area, we already did it, and I think that it should not be negotiable. It actually should just happen across the city because uh, we know uh, that although 10% of the uh, those who are um, affected by collisions uh, are vulnerable road users, the disproportionate number of them are seniors, and I think that's I think the number is 78 or 80 percent. Oh yeah. Uh, so so this is uh, very serious for for those who are uh, who are needing additional support, and and we need to act faster. Okay, uh, let's hear from Joanne in Agent Court, which is, uh, I would say, probably uh, ground zero or close to it. Hello, Joanne. Hi. Yes, I've lived in the area for 60 years, and I have noticed over the years, especially the last 10, that Midland Avenue has become a speedway at various times of the day, and the speed limit is 60, and there are two schools, public and high school, just north of Shepherd, and... Regardless if you're going the speed limit, someone is tailgating you or moving around you very fast. It's quite frustrating. And I was driving north on Kennedy yesterday, and it is 60 there. And I noticed a driving school car was going 70 miles, 75 miles Whoa. an hour, and it was a student being taught. And I wonder sometimes if the driving schools are being investigated as to what they're teaching and what they're allowing, because this this was, <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I wanted to report, but I didn't know where I could mention it. So I thought today, well, I wonder if this avenue has ever been um, explored. And I do, I am a senior myself, and I am I'm able to get across the street, but there are times when I am 
not moving as fast because one leg is not as <laughs> functional as the other. But it, it is frustrating for older people. Um, and I, I really, you know, people are so distracted by their phones or other devices. I, I'm not sure what the, the solution is, but I agree with a lot of what the counselors are saying today. Uh, that is is definitely a problem, and, and it, it will increase as, um, I don't know, if, if people don't have that respect for what they're doing and, and where they are. Okay, Joanne, thank you very much for that. Thank you. I'm going to go to Bye. Jerry in Toronto. Jerry, uh, it sounds like uh, you, you, you're you blaming the seniors. You're a cab driver. Well, in a lot of cases, it is the seniors' fault. I'm a senior myself. I've been driving taxis in Toronto for 47 years. And I'm wondering what's the proportion of the seniors that are struck that are crossing outside of an intersection, whether it be a crosswalk or an intersection with lights. I know a number of years I was southbound on Victoria Park uh, from O'Connor. There's a seniors building, 1420 Victoria Park, and I was two cars behind a gentleman who wasn't even going the speed limit. It's 50 kilometers. I don't even think he was going that fast. And a senior who could have walked a half a block up to O'Connor and crossed with the lights, stepped off the curb, never even looked at the southbound traffic, and was looking at the northbound, and the car hit her, and unfortunately the lady passed away. And I felt so sorry for the driver. She gave him no opportunity to stop. So you have to factor in, as the one gentleman said, I think you need a little bit more education because it's not always the driver's fault. Well, it, it's uh, but the driver is is driving two tons uh, of of steel or whatever it's made of these days. Jerry, thanks for your call. And yeah, we know that in uh, it can be a very long way between lights. Uh, Brian, what would you say to Jerry? Well, I, I, I think uh, it's it's rarely again uh, one or the other. But uh, to the previous caller on the driver education, people will find it interesting that only about 50% of people who get their license have had any driver training at all. We still, we still hold on to the, uh, you know, dad or Uncle Bill will teach you how to drive or mom will do all of the lessons. And uh, it's just not the case. So we've got uh, bad drivers uh, in the early uh, uh, crash scenario. And, and we've also got an issue where after about 55, there's quite a number of drivers who suddenly become involved again in collision. So you're sort of quiet from 25 to, to 55 on the staff, but we don't re-educate anybody. So you could have had no training 35 years ago and you don't understand why you can't negotiate a double uh, turn, uh, left-hand turn or a roundabout or uh, or not maintaining uh, adequate distance anymore. Most people who've taken training at least remember one or two maxims from their driver training. But uh, a lot of people don't have any to start with. After you get a ticket, it's all about uh, paying or not paying. It has very little to do with retraining the driver. So uh, uh, I think we've got people who are underskilled and don't even know it. And uh, maybe we pick that up when they have a collision or they're involved in a traffic infraction and send them back to some sort of driver retraining. 
Uh, that's uh, not a bad idea. Counselor Wong Tam, do you run into people who, you know, they're, they, they say the onus is on the pedestrian and what do you tell them? Um, certainly I, I do. I have heard of that. Um, and I think that the, um, the, the, where I'd like to, to sort of shift the conversation is that, you know, we all have a responsibility to take care of each other. And, uh, and at some point in time, we're all going to be seniors, and uh, we probably are going to be caring for our elderly parents. I would hate to think that, you know, we're going to be blaming seniors uh, for being road users when we have uh, vehicles that are traveling far too fast on major roads um, that are designed with big city blocks, and including those in Scarborough, that are not designed for, for the human experience. So seniors uh, get tired, people with mobility challenges get tired, or they're not able to make it all the way down the block. And so we need to rethink how we're going to design these roads for the human experience and to keep people safe. And that means that we have to uh, start looking at the big uh, uh, blocks in Scarborough. How do you break them up? How do you introduce some very safe mid-point, uh, mid-block connections? Uh, we're going to have to think through about the automated speed um, uh, enforcement that trial police should be deploying in new technologies. Um, they watch your speed signs. Like, there's a whole host of things that we're going to have to do, but I don't want to blame vulnerable road users. I don't want to blame a child uh, that gets struck uh, in front of their school. Um, I, I, I think that we can do better as society to take care of one another. We've been talking with Brian Patterson and Counselor Kristen Wong-Tam, and our lines are full. So let's go right there. We've got Lena in Etobicoke. Hi, Lena. Hi there. Uh, so I drive a lot for work every day. I'm driving all around the GTA, uh, whether it's downtown or way out in rural areas that I've never heard of before. I'm all over the roads, and it just seems like no matter what type of road I'm on, whether it's a highway or a city street, um, there's definitely distracted driving. That is a big uh, problem, of course. But I really feel uh, that the biggest thing, and I, I kind of think that it sort of was similar to what the mayor's statement had said, but just that people don't seem to care about other people, whether it's a driver versus pedestrian, but also just drivers to other drivers. People are always seeming like, it's me before you, I have to go first. Wherever I'm trying to get to is more important than you. And everybody's always like switching lanes rapidly, not using their blinkers, doing all of those little things. But it's always just very frantic, all the driving, no matter what type of street I'm on, people always seem like they have to get where they're going first. And there's not a lot of care for others. Um, like I'm from Halifax, Nova Scotia originally, and I recently went home for a trip and I was driving around there. And I was so surprised to see that people would, one, use their blinker before coming into a lane in front of me. But two, they would give me the thank you wave. Um, and that I had gotten so used to driving around here and not receiving the thank you hand. Um, so it was just a shock. And that's just, I think, the biggest thing, uh, the biggest factor, I think, would just be that people don't have time. And that comes down to if someone's crossing the street, they also want you to just hurry up so that they can get where they're going. Okay, Lena, thank you for that. I always give the thank you hand when people let me in. Uh, it's a good idea. Thanks for that. Uh, we've got Mike in Scarborough. Hi, Mike. Mike, are you there? Uh, one more try, Mike. Okay, silence from Mike. Uh, and uh, we are, where are we here? Uh, Chris in Burlington. Hi, Chris. Hi, um, I just wanted to comment uh, further to what that lady was speaking about, Nova Scotia. 
I have not lived in Ontario uh, for a long time, probably 12 years. But the one thing uh, with regards to driver's ed, whatever, um, I do see here in Ontario, in Burlington in particular, um, most people, for some strange reason, and I'm sure that's not part of driver's ed, they drive in the passing lane. Um, I don't understand it. Um, <laughs> okay. The, 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 there are two lanes, that, well, generally, like on a, you know, suburban area and, or whatever. And you think that's a problem, Chris? Okay. I do, because, um, you, you know, if you're trying to get out into traffic or whatever, and everybody is in the outside lane, in the passing lane, um, I don't understand. It, it, it's not part of driving. Okay. You, I'm sorry, uh, we're, we're running out of time. Uh, thank you for making that point. Thank you. Okay, uh, we've got to wrap things up. Uh, 30 seconds each, starting with Councillor Wong Tam. Um, I, I would just say for those who are still speeding and think that it's okay to speed, uh, we now know that drinking and driving is a major social taboo. Uh, we want to be able to, uh, as, uh, as neighbours and as uh, fellow folks, uh, you know, tell people not to drink and drive. We want to remind people, even if we're in passengers of taxis or, or other vehicles, is to remind the driver behind the wheel that they have to watch their speed. So let's uh, let's start there. Okay, Brian Patterson. Well, I think education is going to be the key overall. We're not going to be able to ticket ourselves out of this problem. And if you're going to wave at anybody today, use all the fingers on your hand. Okay, good point. Thank you very much, Councillor Kristen Wong-Tam from Toronto Centre, Ward 13, and Brian Patterson from the Ontario Safety League. And callers, if we couldn't get to your call, remember, Free For All Friday is coming up, and we may even have to deal with this again before then. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.